welcome to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. I'm Phoebe Richards. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Grace Penzel. And I'm Kayla Teal. And we're here all stoned to the bone. Isn't that right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I could get more stoned. I think I'm going to smoke a little more. Yeah, That's Grace right. is going to smoke a little more. I, Phoebe, am going to smoke a little more. Well, I just went to the pot store. Me too. And like you do, and I did my normal routine of pre-ordering so I don't have to wait in line. And I did my other normal thing, which I'm kind of ashamed to say, is I'm a bulk buyer opposed to a quality buyer. So if I can get a good deal on an ounce, I'll go for that than like trying to find my like perfect weed strain or whatever i just am like what's the deal (laughs) (laughs) but i'm kind of ashamed of it because i feel like i should be more of a connoisseur you know nah respect respect for that i mean we've only had the privilege of being able to be choosy and connoisseurs for the very recent past and a lot of people don't even have that luxury i'm all for a bargain yeah. I'm a bargain hunter, but I do, I if I'm going to go out with the gals, like with you guys, I definitely throw in a pre-roll or two that I think is going to be fun and fancy mm-hmm. or an edible or something like that. So I'll expand my horizons occasionally. I feel like I treat the weed store too much on because I probably spend too much money like a candy store. And so I always <laughs> want to try like some new, like an eighth of something I haven't had before, totally usually based on the art <laughs> that's <laughs> on the packaging. Like I go look at the display and I'm often high and I'll be like, "Ooh, I like that one. I bought the uh, one called Trophy Wife today that it's like ridiculous looking. It was like a woman like dressed all rich with like a poodle. <laughs> I was like, why is this weed? I'll get it. Why is this weed? <laughs> yeah, what? what ev- <laughs> the branding that some of these people choose yeah. to make for their weed. Oh, if it comes in a good jar, if there's yeah. a cute jar, I am all about a cute jar. Because then you can repurpose it. Do you know those ones that have like, that are like so schmaltzy, that the schmancy schmaltzy, that they have like a, a wax seal on mm-hmm. the lid? <laughs> I I actually, that's, I think that's the last thing of, of, of pot I bought was with the wax seal. Oh, whoa. Well, aren't, then you are fancy after saying you're all about quantity, not quality, a wax seal. I got a wax seal. <laughs> Yeah, I usually get like a jar or two and then like two or three pre-rolls. I scored a sweet deal on that Alcapulco gold I put in oh, your yeah. Easter eggs. Oh, I'm yeah. still yeah. smoking that. I got a half ounce for $16. Here we go, baby. I've still got my little egg <laughs> and, and it still has some weed. I use it as base nugs. Ah, That's nice. smart. Yeah. So I'm not the only bargain gal. No, but I, I do like finding weeds that I know I'm going to love, like Falcana Orange Blossom, Grace. You got us hooked on that. And I, yeah. you know, if I'm like, I really need like a good classic, I know I'm going to have a good time on I'll go to my old habits. I'm really effects driven when it comes to pot going into a pot shop. Like if someone tries to like show me the nugs, that's never real. You know, when they're like, look at how beautiful these trichomes are. It's like, (laughs) I like I agree. This is stunning. Frankly, I'm blown away. However, this will not influence my decision (laughs) to buy this week. Like sick, sick shit, man. But like, 
will it couch lock me or make me have a panic attack? Because it's just too, it's too much of a risk for me to get something that accidentally is going to make me question every single decision I've ever made in my life. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm with yes. you in that. Like, there was a long period of time where I didn't smoke any sativa except for Blue Dream because it was the one strain I knew would not make me anxious. I love yeah. Blue Dream. Yeah, I pretty much don't smoke sativa for that reason because I've had a few that are just, just made me way too panicky and I had to, like, talk myself out of it and remind myself, you're just high, but I shouldn't have to do that. No. <laughs> yeah, I got so high at my friend Pearl's house the other day that I I told her I was like I got to sit on the floor and like you got to tell me a story or something cuz I haven't <laughs> been this high in a long time. That was right after my tolerance break where I was like, "Fuck, I missed my tolerance." Anyway, yeah. I was so high I felt like a child. <laughs> I was so high I felt, felt like, like a, a child. child. It <laughs> happens, but that's good Kayla. like that that is one of those times where you just have to say it. You have to name it out loud. Like, mm-hmm. hey, like, I'm feeling weirdly paranoid. Can we change the thing? Because if you keep it to yourself and keep spiraling yeah. deeper and deeper inside. Yeah, I was like, Pearl, I'm really high. I know that I'm going to be okay. I said that out loud. <laughs> I was like, I know that this happens and nothing bad has ever <laughs> happened to me when I got too high. I've always been okay. And that's what got me through. <laughs> <laughs> I remember getting a call once, like two in the morning years ago, and answering. And it was my friend, who a good friend of mine, who had been roommates for a long time. I don't think we were at that time, and she was on a trip with her siblings, and she had taken a bunch of mushrooms, and she needed me to tell her that like reality was still real, mm-hmm. <laughs> like she was fully. And I could just hear her sisters like cracking up in the background. I was like, oh, she, you're the one that's freaking out, and they're also <laughs> on mushrooms, and they think it's really funny. And it was so hard because I was just like so tired. I was like, of course, reality is still reality, Alicia. You're on drugs. Oh, no. <laughs> on, I've had a mushroom trip where I had to call my my partner at the time and make sure that they let me know that my cat is OK, that my cat's not immortal. I was crying <laughs> about my cat's mortality. Oh, no. And like losing my mind about it. And I called and I was like, it's OK that Monty's going to die. Right. And here's the thing. That was years ago. And Monty still kicking (laughs) 21 year old cat 21 year old cat so what you're saying is that your revelation made him immortal yes i'm saying my cat's gonna live forever we have no proof he's not immortal (laughs) therefore i will say it must be true (laughs) yeah this will have a happy ending (laughs) (laughs) no questions here (laughs) no questions here you know one of my favorite things to do when I'm high? What? What, Phoebe? To think about celebrities and pop culture. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Today, as the crow flies, and by that I mean the day that we're recording this and not the day that you're listening to it, Rihanna's baby. Oh, yeah. Was yes. announced. Well, announced. She didn't have it today, but we got the news. Yes, us lowly. <laughs> Non queens found out today. When we found when we found out that she was pregnant, it was a recording day. And when she, we found out that she had the baby, it was a recording day. Now, if that's not auspicious for our, the future of our podcast, then I don't know what is. It's a good omen. We are connected. The string theory is true. <laughs> Your string theory. 
Well, that made no sense, but hopefully what I have to say about Timothy Chalamet makes sense because it's time for BuzzFeed Fame Fortune Deceit BuzzFeed Allure Gossip Deceit A BuzzFeed BuzzFeed So Kayla, I hope it's okay. I always call this young man Timothée Chalamet. Oh, yeah, sure. He's got a really cute little French name with an accent. Timothée. It's fine with me. Welcome to Buzzed Feed, the only segment where we're buzzed, and I'm going to tell you as much as I know about Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Weed pen in hand. I'm hitting this bowl. Now. Yeah, I'll relight my joint. Timothy was born December 27, 1995, <laughs> and is an American actor. He is the third youngest person ever nominated for Best Actor at the Oscars. He is adorable. <laughs> and <laughs> if we knew each other, we would be besties. So mm-hmm. he's an actor born and raised in New York. He also has French citizenship, hence his name, Timothée Chalamet. Um, <laughs> and boy, can he speak French. And he can speak fluent French. I don't know if he ever lived in French or he just has French parents. Don't know. And he, if he ever Did lived he? in French? Is that what he said? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know yeah. if he ever lived in French or just spoke it. <laughs> France. Um, but his, his first like kind of recurring role was um on Homeland the series Homeland in 2012 and who was he on that he was Finn Walden who I believe dated the daughter of the lead okay I think I maybe remember him in season one now I only watched one season of that so yeah and then not long after that he was cast in Interstellar which I think we've talked about either here or on Patreon about we've covered that yes (laughs) yeah he dropped out of college when he got his very small part in Interstellar and then cried at the at how small it was. Um, <laughs> I like but, that he went to the premiere and cried that he wasn't in it yeah, enough. Yeah, he was like, I was barely in it. I don't remember him in that movie, and I've seen it several times, so <laughs> I'll give it. I'll give it that to him. Um, but in 2017, he was cast as one of the leads in the coming of age film "Call Me by Your Name," which is the movie that got him his nomination for best actor. And then shortly after that. He started working with Greta Gerwig in both Lady Bird and Little Women. Love Lady Bird. I know. Me too. I love both of those movies. Yeah, Little Women's maybe my favorite movie of all time. It surpassed The Parent Trap, as I think I've also said. Oh, wow. (laughs) I love that. Makes me love you so much, Kayla. I feel such a sentimental attachment to that movie, but that's for another too too deep for right now. Oh, yeah. We We'll do a whole little women. <laughs> Ladybird was the first movie I saw him in, so mm-hmm. I so associate him with that like lounging by the pool fuckboy reading Howard Zinn. Totally. Like uh, he yeah. just nailed it. It's exactly like this boy I had a huge crush on. Huge crush on. And I kissed one time and like couldn't get over him for like a year. Oh. And he was so lame. Anyway. Well, he plays a lot of roles like that. Like he played a similar role like that very recently in Don't Look Up. Mm-hmm. He starred in a play called Prodigal Son in 2016 by John Patrick Shanley. He's a big playwright, just the cat's pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And um and so so the fact that that playwright, John Patrick Shanley, 
cast Timothy to play a younger version of him in his own play about himself was huge. And he won a bunch of <laughs> theater awards for that because he was so fucking good in the cast pajamas. So wait, did you see it? No, I would love to. Wait, Kayla <laughs> didn't was... even know he existed in 2016. I didn't know he existed in 2016. Wait, Kayla. Yeah. He was the play was called The Cast Pajamas? <laughs> no, I'm no. just a fucking dork. It was called the, the Prodigal Son. It's the bee's knees. It's the cast pajamas, you see? It's the best play in New York City. I didn't know how to tell you that every theater student in America was jerking off to John Patrick Shanley for ten years. That's what I meant by cast pajamas. Cast pajamas means everyone's jerking off to him. <laughs> no, I just he was like he's just a big deal in the theater world. Oh, you mean trying to jerk him off? No. <laughs> just like everyone just thought he was the fucking shit. So yeah, much yeah. so that it got annoying and then people started to not like him because people liked him so much. I'm going to cut uh, everything about John Patrick Shanley. Is that true? <laughs> no, don't. I Now I want him. Ready to um, jerk it. <laughs> I think one of my favorite Timothy performances besides Call Me By Your Name is in a movie called Miss Stevens from 2016 mm. or 17 that not a lot of people have seen, but he plays a young, troubled high school theater student who goes to a theater competition with his teacher and a bunch of other drama club kids. But it's it's about his very weird relationship with the teacher or nuanced relationship with the friendship with the teacher. And then he competes in this theater competition at the end. And he does a monologue from Death of a Salesman that I've seen done a million times. But when he did it, I cried. It was so fucking good. I was like, Whoa. oh, my God, this kid is like the one of the best actors I've ever seen. And he's wow. so young and so talented. So if you, if you want to see some really good Timothy, check out Miss Stevens. But he was just in Dune. You all know he does everything. All right. Let's get to the real stuff. His dating history. This is what we're <laughs> here for on BuzzFeed. <laughs> yes. Sorry I spent so long talking about his movies. Let's get dirty. <laughs> So he dated his first girlfriend in high school was Madonna's oldest daughter. They went to the same performing arts high school in New York City. Fun fact. That's <laughs> then pretty amazing. Yeah. And then after that, he in, in 2018 and 2019, he dated Charlie Depp's daughter, Lily Rose. You mean Johnny Depp? What did I say? Charlie Depp, which I imagine is like Johnny Depp's like weird stepbrother. <laughs> no one, no one's familiar with the name Johnny Depp right now, so it's an easy mistake. You know the guy in the news right now, Charlie Depp. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, I'm fucking high. Okay. <laughs> Only on buzzed feed. You said Charlie Depp, and the first thing my brain did was like, oh, that must be his brother who I don't know. About. You know, Charlie Depp? No, he. Sorry. <laughs> and then you said his daughter's name, and I was like, what? Charlie? <laughs> okay, Johnny Depp's daughter, Lily Rose, they were co stars in Netflix's The King, which is a movie where Timothy plays King Henry V. What? Yeah. 
amazing. I really like it. Also has Robert Pattinson, who's sort of my Tim- Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. And the, there's a scene between Robert Pattinson and Timothy Chalamet that's one of my favorite scenes ever. And it's it's him as the King of England. And then Robert Pattinson's playing the Prince of France. And they so good. have a verbal argument. It's great. <laughs> um, but the mo- movie's pretty slow moving other than that. I thought the movie was great. And it's not my genre at all. But I like it a lot, but it's very slow. Okay, who else has he fucked? So Lily Rose Depp, they dated for like a year. Then they might even gotten have gotten back together a little bit a couple years later. Just a little bit back together. Yeah. He also dated Isa Gonzalez, who is an actor as well. She's um, very hot and older. And they were just together for like a month. They went on one trip that they were photographed on. Then... Lots of hot PDA. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's now with Jason Moma. Oh Momoa. Gosh, Momoa. He... Jason Momoa. <laughs> We're good with Which... names today. <laughs> yeah. But also, me and Kayla were talking about this. You could not have two completely opposite physiques of those two. Just going from fucking Timothy Chalamet to Jason Momoa would be pretty... Uh, <laughs> it would both be really good, though. I bet. It would, just... <laughs> it would be like a size shock. Yeah. Yeah. Sex would just be different. You can't deny. What if someone was like, I had sex with both Jason Momoa and Timothy Chalamet exactly the same. <laughs> I couldn't crazy. tell the difference. It's crazy how similar they are in bed. <laughs> okay. Well, they did star in Dune together anyway. And then last but not least, they, there's a rumor out right now that he's dating Sarah Talabi. Who's that? Victoria's Secret model? She's a Victoria's Secret model, yeah. They were seen maybe kissing at Coachella. So there you have it. You heard it here last, folks. BuzzFeed. <laughs> and um, my only other thing, I found a tabloid. This is an, a British tabloid, The Independent, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The title is Timothy Chalamet spotted on members only dating app for, quote, Jews with ridiculously high standards. So it's a it's an app called the Locks Club, which started as somebody created kind of as a joke, but it took off. It's a members only. So you just have to like pay to get on it. It's not like uh, Raya where you have to have a certain number of followers or whatever. But he's been spotted on that app a couple times. Mm. Imagine matching with him. I know. Um, It says the Locks Club became a gathering place for the Jewish elite, celebrities, politicians, businessmen, mobsters, etc. What? (laughs) Oh, wait, it says... It says non-Jews such as Frank Sinatra and Marilyn Monroe were frequent guests. Wait, oh, what? oh, it's bit. The name is based off a real speakeasy. Sorry, called the Locks oh. Club in New York City in the 1920s. Jesus Christ, almighty. <laughs> Only on BuzzFeed. <laughs> yeah, so the name. Anyway, he's been seen on there. I'm confused now about what it is, but I think we should move on. <laughs> I don't know what parts of that weren't right. <laughs> Okay, well, anyway, I just, I think he's truly going to be the best actor of his generation. He's, yeah. I can't wait to see what he does. I, he's one of those actors now where I'm going to see everything he comes out with if I can. I listened to a podcast where their take was that he's like the only like leading man really of his generation do you share that belief i guess i can't think of anybody else in their mid-20s right now 
a famous actor who I respect in that way. No, but... Oh, you know who is... Um, I don't watch Doctor Who, but Nkuti Gatwa, who is in Sex Education, is the new doctor in Doctor Who. And he's fucking incredible. So maybe he will be one too. I would say Robert Pattinson, but maybe he's too old. And I already said that. Wait, is Robert Pattinson older than us, Kayla? Yes. But he, um, I, I agree with you that I think Robert Pattinson is one of the best actors working right now, too. Yeah. That's why the scene with him and Timothy. Gold. Yeah. What's the name of that movie again? The King? The King on Netflix. This was great, BuzzFeed. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. You know what time it is, gals, chicks, yes. stoners? Smoke break! Smoke break! <laughs> Hello, stoners, and welcome back to Stoner Chicks, the podcast for stoners by Stoner Chicks. We just learned all about Timothy. I'm juiced right now, frankly. Juiced. I'm Charlie. <laughs> yeah, I learned all about Charlie Depp. <laughs> much nicer, much less of a shithead. <laughs> So, guys, these gals already know about it. We're throwing gals around a lot today, but that's all right. (laughs) Um, These three already know that I'm incredibly enthusiastic about the Eurovision Song Contest. This is true. Grace loves it. We all know it. wore an amazing sweater to watch it. So, for this week's (laughs) edition of Things I Saw. Well, well, I was high. I'm going to talk about the Eurovision Song Contest. <laughs> so I don't like know all of the details about the history of the Eurovision Song Contest, but it's been around since the 60s. It's all of Europe and some of like the Balkans and then weirdly australia too so the whole time when they're announcing it they're like in europe and australia (laughs) essentially well it's a song contest and each country has their own song contest and then each winner from that country goes to the final then there's a semi-final to decide the top 25 countries and then they go to the grand finale and in that Someone is crowned the winner and then they're the reigning champion for a year. And this is just a pure celebration of Europop. Most famously, ABBA was discovered in the 1970s. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I weirdly did know that. I don't know why I knew that. (laughs) Yeah, as the winner of Sweden for, I think, 1976. And you can see them singing Waterloo. And that's actually the very opening of the Will Ferrell movie, Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga, I think. But that's Mm -hmm. basically how I got into Eurovision. The actual thing was by watching that Will Ferrell movie at the beginning of the pandemic and just gripping onto it as like a beacon of hope. Like I would just watch that movie whenever I needed comfort during the last three years. And at this point, I've probably seen it like 15 times. (laughs) (laughs) But Eurovision is really campy. It's not just pop music. That's what's kind of cool about it. This year's song contest, the gamut 
spanned really almost every single genre, like hip-hop, blues, like rock ballads, country vibe, weird, like circus punk, uh, electronica, everything is included in this spectacular celebration of music. And this year, the contest was held in Torino in Turin, Italy, because last year the band Maneskin, who you might know from their viral TikTok sound, <laughs> begging, begging you, but their actual song that they won with last year was incredible. It was in Italy this year. So Mika, who is Italian, was one of the hosts of it. So we got to see a Mika medley, huge throwback to 2005, thrilling. <laughs> and basically, I was just looking so forward to it this year because last year, Jeff and I just watched it over the phone with each other. So this year, I decided I wanted to have a Eurovision watch party and I got some of my like college friends together who are all a friend group and we watched the grand finale. Jeff and I pre-gamed it the nights before and took a lot of edibles. <laughs> and then on this last Saturday, I watched the whole thing and the group of friends it was with, we were just passing joints around the whole time. <laughs> like it just didn't stop. Every 10 minutes, either Sophie or I would light a joint and our friend Darren like made baked goods that were like very European and we, I dressed up in like a very sort of Euro trash like Ibiza beach vibe <laughs> and just we had a ball so that was a thing I saw while I was high and mm -hmm. I have just a couple of clips to play for you guys yay so this year's Eurovision, like I said, had just a wild range of things. Someone usually always cries while they're singing. There's a lot of pure emotion. I really love American Idol, so I think I would probably love this even more. Well, good thing that the replays of the events are on NBC and weirdly host and weirdly solo hosted by Johnny Weir, who was a two-time Olympic figure skater who <laughs> oh. he hosted the Winter Olympics ice skating thing or like commentated with Tara Lipinski this last Winter Olympics and for some reason they he really likes Eurovision so they put him in charge of like doing the the American commentary for NBC. So this is just a little clip of part of San Marino's song called Stripper by Achille Lauro and this is from their rehearsal it just really embodies the outrageous bodiness that you can expect from this competition and the effect. It's on a huge stage. They have crazy effects. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so there's fire. A lot of fire and lights. And now riding he's riding a bull. A bull. Look at that <laughs> in a sparkly cowboy hat. Yeah, um, so that was just a very short clip, but <laughs> this... Sorry. This man was <laughs> gay and unapologetic, and the whole thing was incredibly sexual and raunchy. He was dressed like a sparkly cowboy, and <laughs> there was a, a velvet-covered mechanical bull that he rode as part of the finale. Amazing. This next clip uh, is of the Serbian competitor, Konstrakt with her song Incopore Sanno, and this just embodies how 
cool and weird shit can get. Um, and this was one of my favorites of the whole competition. So I'll show you a little bit. So, and I guess that was supposed to be like a commentary on like health and healthfulness. She was like washing her hands the whole time. Just very intense and lovely. I can't believe I've never watched the show in real life. Yeah. Or in fake life. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like such good entertainment. It's just, it's a spectacle. That's the thing is like Europeans, they know how to do a fucking spectacle. And I think the best thing about it is that America is not a part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's really great. And then. Well, did they just release an American version? Yeah, it was like each state American song contest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Was it good stuff? I, wa I tried watching one episode. I'm not big into song contests, I guess. Like, I never was into American Idol. I never was into The Voice. See, that's the thing, though. This isn't just a singing competition. This is about, like, who puts on the bigger show and goes off with a bigger bang. And I think that you, as a burlesque performer, okay. would really like this shit. Okay. And it's their own original songs, too. Yeah. Yes. They're not released songs before they bring them to the competition. They can't, like, bring past songs that they've written. So these are all just for this contest. That's crazy. Yeah, it's really cool. So then... To wrap it all up, Ukraine ended up being the winner of the competition. They did have an incredibly strong performance. I do think it was a wonderful song. I'm not sure whether the song would have won like as far in terms of points as it did. I think that they were shown great solidarity by Europe. And yeah. actually, at the point when they were giving all of the points out, it was very emotional. Because um, how it works, the point system, it's half popular vote where people in Europe can just get on their phone and like have a certain amount of votes and y you can only vote for not your country. You can only vote for other countries. Oh, wow. Half of the vote is that. And then half of the vote is like expert delegations from each country get to assign smaller allotments of points. But the biggest allotment they have is their 12 points that they can give. And so each country pops up like broadcasting in and their spokesperson says like, and we give the 12 points because it's it's French is the second language of the thing, our 12 points to this country. And so they were all giving it to Ukraine. And so Ukraine won. So here's a clip of Ukraine's performance. Stefania, mama, mama, Stefania, rozkwitanie pole, abo na sybije, zaspiwaj meni, mamo, kolisko, uchoczu się poczuty, twoje wite słowo. Here we go. Whoa. I just love the bucket hat. Oh, 
about you, Stephanie? So, yeah. Wow, they're great. They yes. were great. I can see why they won. Yeah, the only reason I'm saying I'm not sure if they would have won quite by how much they did is because, like, you end up with a certain the higher people end up with a certain number of hundreds of points and they were like 200 points past everyone. That's mm-hmm. that's why I was saying that. I'm not saying that this performance was not worthy <laughs> of winning the Eurovision Song Contest. I understood what you're saying. Yeah. Because they were completely good. Well, so I'm, yeah, I got, I just got stoned and got worried that people are not, I, I support Ukraine so fucking hard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thanks for showing us that, Grace, what you saw while you were high. Yeah. So that's what I saw while I was high and with that stoners thank you so much for hanging out with us for another episode of stoner chicks another episode in our 60s now we are wait is this oh no 64 was the last one I was gonna sing the stupid Beatles song episode 65 baby 65 look alive all right well i love you guys so much thanks for letting me rant about eurovision thanks for letting me (laughs) rant about timothy what a rant-filled episode. <laughs> and if you're into our ranting or want more tailored stuff that we've done in the past, you can find us pretty much anywhere, but specifically stonerchickspodcast.com would be the best place to find everything that we do, including a newsletter, any upcoming live shows that we have, and a list of our other social me- social media. <laughs> you can email us at stonerchickspodcast at gmail.com to tell Stephanie your high thoughts and they might get read on the podcast. And we have a Patreon at patreon.com slash stonerchicks. Please, 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 the way that our podcast grows is by word of mouth and by our ratings. So please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and a five stars on Spotify if you get the chance and like what you're hearing. Uh, We love you so much. Every single one of you so fucking much and with that i suppose phoebe what do stoner chicks always say when timothy goes on eurovision the stoner chicks will take our final form (laughs) 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 that's it can't wait love you all smoke up bye